This is the Daily Signal podcast for Tuesday, April 11th. I'm Virginia Allen. The Attorney General of Florida and a religious liberty legal group are suing Jane's Revenge for targeting and attacking pro-life pregnancy resource centers. First Liberty has joined a lawsuit filed by Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody against two people who are members of the far-left group Antifa and the radical pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge. The individuals allegedly attacked three Florida pregnancy centers after the leak of the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization draft opinion was leaked last May. That opinion, of course, ultimately overturned Roe v. Wade. The suit is seeking $170,000 in penalties against each defendant who allegedly vandalized the clinics. Jeremy Dye is an attorney with First Liberty, and he joins the show today to explain the details of the lawsuit and the consequences the alleged vandals may face. Stay tuned for my conversation with Jeremy after this. The reading clerk will now call the roll. Bids. It's money and power that control this town. Bishop of North Carolina. All we're talking about, chaos and dysfunction in Washington because Republicans didn't sit down like Democrats do. Crane. It's like this cul-de-sac of greed and corruption and it just keeps going around and around. Gates. I felt like it doesn't even matter which party wins the majority because both sides are working for the same lobbyists. Luna. I had a reporter that basically accosted me in the hallway saying really vile stuff. Perry. One member came up to me and said, your presence disgusts me. Roy. So maybe the American people need to know the truth. And it's extraordinary what happens when you tell the truth in this town. People go, what the hell are you doing? Like, why would you do that? The fact is, we won because we were telling the truth. What you've just listened to is our brand new exclusive documentary about the 20 House Republicans who fought against the Washington establishment. We sat down with representatives Chip Roy of Texas, Eli Crane and Andy Biggs of Arizona, Anna Paulina Luna and Matt Gates of Florida, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania and Dan Bishop of North Carolina about the speaker race and why they chose to take a stand. The documentary is now available on The Daily Signal's YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram pages. First Liberty Special Counsel for Litigation and Communications and host of the First Liberty Briefing, Jeremy Dice, joins us here today. Jeremy, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. So, Jeremy, following the leak at the Supreme Court of Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, the draft opinion there last May, vandals have attacked more than 100 pro-life pregnancy centers and churches across America. And one of the groups who's responsible for carrying out those attacks is Jane's Revenge. And First Liberty is suing Jane's Revenge. So, Jeremy, let's break down this lawsuit a little bit. What are you all seeking in this lawsuit? Well, we believe that violence is never a lawful response to political disagreement. And the unfortunate violence we have seen across the, most of the eastern seaboard with uh, uh, pregnancy care centers being uh, spray painted with threats of if abortion is not safe, then neither are you. And we're everywhere and we're going to get you signed by Jane's Revenge and other anarchist groups. Uh, the law compels this lawsuit to hold them accountable. If you're going to pick up a brick or a can of spray paint to express your disagreement, then you need to be prepared to bear the consequences. And thankfully, Congress has given us the tools and most importantly, the Attorney General of the state of Florida 
the tools to be able to hold those vandals accountable. And that's exactly what we're going to seek to do, at least for our client. And we hope that that deters any further uh, uh, types of violence against these centers who just want to help women facing unplanned pregnancies by giving free baby formula and baby diapers to, to, the, to the families. And talk a little bit about who your client is, what happened to them, and why they chose to take a stand here. Yeah, we represent Heartbeat of Miami, one of the oldest pregnancy care centers in the state of, of Florida, right there in Miami. Hialeah was the, the center that was uh, uh, targeted by some vandals. And on July 3rd of 2022, some vandals came across in the middle of the night, uh, knocked out the security cameras, scrawled threats on the walls of their building, and engaged in other acts of vandalism. And then a couple of weeks later, on, in September, they uh, hacked their way into our client's system, put themselves on the guest list of their annual gala, and interrupted that gala by shouting all kinds of obscenities and profanities, uh, leafletting the entire crowd of volunteers and supporters with propaganda, with their own uh, take on the situation. They had to be trespassed out of that. They were arrested for that behavior as well. But the damage has been done, that our clients uh, have been doxxed, they've been uh, threatened uh, with their, their safety, uh, all for doing the simple thing of caring for women during the time of uh, unplanned pregnancy. And that type of behavior is absolutely unacceptable. If you disagree with something, that's fine. We're in America, we're allowed to disagree. What you're not allowed to do is to express that disagreement at the end of a, a crowbar or a can of spray paint. And Jane's revenge has largely maintained anonymity. We we have obviously seen consistency among the messages of spray painting Jane was here or if abortion ain't safe, you ain't safe outside of pregnancy resource centers. Uh, but we often haven't known who the individuals are who are carrying out these attacks specifically. So how in this instance did you all discover the people behind the attacks so that you could go about filing this lawsuit? Yeah, thankfully, and to the good credit of the United States Department of Justice, at least the U.S. attorneys in the Middle District of Florida, they've uh, filed charges against four different individuals now uh, under two different indictments that have come down from a grand jury, a federal grand jury in Florida. And they have charged four individuals with uh, th this uh, violation of what's called the Freedom to Access Clinic Entrances Act, which means you cannot injure or interfere with or intimidate access to a reproductive health care facility. That includes those pro-life reproductive health facilities like, uh, like our client is. And so uh, with that kind of provision of their names, we have filed lawsuits on behalf of our client against those four named defendants, as well as Jane's Revenge. We're going to find out if Jane's Revenge is nothing more than a paper tiger spray painted on the walls across uh, the country, or if they are an actual network of underground criminals seeking to injure or intimidate or interfere with access to life-affirming reproductive health care facilities. And if we find out who they are, you can be sure that we, along with Attorney General Ashley Moody of the state of Florida, we will hold them accountable under the law. They will be paying the penalties that Congress has authorized for those who seek to injure or intimidate or interfere with access to life-affirming reproductive health care facilities. So then does that mean that, that the lawsuit that you all have filed, that you have joined uh, with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, um, that this is the first potentially of many lawsuits? Uh, it could be the first of many defendants that are going to be uh, added to this lawsuit. And my hope is that as we, we learn about more of these criminals that have engaged in this behavior across the country, 
that other attorneys general will follow the lead of Ashley Moody. This is the first time, by the way, that a state attorney general has used the FACE Act to defend a pro-life reproductive health care facility. This is monumental and, and frankly, his, history in the making that Ashley Moody has uh, taken the step to hold accountable those who would violate the uh, use criminal behavior against these pro-life reproductive health care facilities. Uh, we're learning that uh, other people have been arrested for similar acts up in uh, Wisconsin. Thankfully, that's uh, taking place in the criminal measures up there. Perhaps the attorney general of the state of Wisconsin would like to follow her lead. I know from back in last uh, September, October, uh, we had to send a letter back to the attorney general of Massachusetts. That time she was uh, the attorney general. Now she's the governor of, of Massachusetts. She had sent letters to our clients, reproductive health care facilities, these pro-life centers up in Massachusetts, accusing them of deceptive trade practices. And we pushed back on that, saying, um, excuse me, you have a duty also to protect our clients. And we were shocked that she would not do as much as put out a tip line to, to get information leading to the arrest of people who had vandalized our facilities up there. That vandalism included uh, broken windows, uh, shattered uh, walls, more spray paint, uh, vandalism of the statue of the Virgin Mary, uh, and many more egregious activities that were taking place up there. And yet that attorney general turned a blind eye and accused them of engaging in deceptive trade practices. Uh, I hope more people will be like Attorney General Ashley Moody to defend everyone against acts of violence in her state. So for First Liberty, if you all were to add more names to the lawsuit, would that have to be just individuals uh, who had carried out attacks in Florida or could that be from other states or would those need to be separate lawsuits if you were uh, pursuing lawsuits against individuals who had carried out attacks on pregnancy centers who uh, had done so in other states? We'd probably have to have separate lawsuits. Uh, in order to have jurisdiction in each one of the courts, you have to have geographic locality to those things. So if a vandalism occurred in Virginia, for instance, or in Massachusetts, we would have to file a lawsuit in the appropriate federal court in Virginia or Massachusetts. But look, I'm not against that. If we can find them and, and if the Department of Justice would identify them for us, or if we are able to have a private detective tell us that these are the, the likely names of those who have vandalized our our clients, then we'd be more than happy to bring those lawsuits. Congress has authorized those lawsuits on behalf of, of our clients, and they've imposed civil penalties against those who would use violence to uh, intimidate or injure or interfere with access to these pregnancy care centers. And so we're happy to file those lawsuits as often as we possibly can uh, to send the message again that uh, if you're going to pick up a brick or use a can of spray paint to express your political disagreement, you're going to face the full penalties of the law. Have the members of, of Jane's Revenge who all have filed these lawsuits against, have they responded at all to the lawsuit? Not yet, but we're in the very early stages of that lawsuit, uh, obviously. Now, there have been some articles more recently that are, are sort of uh, maybe third-rate publications that are out there bemoaning the fact that this uh, clinic, our, our clients, would dare utilize the resources that Congress has provided to them to hold these individuals accountable. And they're very upset that, uh, that these criminal defendants, that these vandals have been victimized by people like our clients daring to hold them accountable under, under the law, uh, which just shows you the topsy-turvy, upside-down world that we find ourselves in, where our clients are the victims of literal crimes and have been uh, now accused of victimizing the people who actually violated their, their properties. Uh, and so, uh, again, this is, this is an insane world that we live in right now. I think we all recognize that. 
But uh, again, I'm, I'm thankful that Congress has given us the tools that we need to restore our clients to where they need to be, to hold accountable those who have engaged in this wrongful behavior, and to send a message to all other would-be criminals. If you violate, if you use violence to, to injure or intimidate our clients or pregnancy care centers across the country, you will be held accountable. You may go to jail, but you will certainly go bankrupt. And what are you all asking the judge for? Uh, we're asking for the, the maximum civil penalties that the, the, the FACE Act allows. We've also uh, added some provisions with uh, concerning racketeering and conspiracy. We believe that they have violated the, the state RICO laws there in, in uh, Florida. And more importantly, and on top of all of that, we're asking for injunctions that would restrain these individuals from coming within 100 yards of, of our clients. They don't deserve to be anywhere near our clients, and they need to be restrained from coming too close. And what's the timeline that we're looking at here? How soon could this case be heard? I wish I had a crystal ball. I mean, it, <laughs> it's uh, litigation takes a long time to 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 grind through. Uh, as they say, the wheels of justice move slowly, but they move inevitably towards justice, and that's exactly where we're headed. And you mentioned, of course, earlier that you all are working on this lawsuit hand in hand with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, seeking. Um, seeking really justice here in this instance. Um, what what are you hearing from the attorney general about why she took these steps to move forward and uh, and hold these individuals accountable and what her plans are moving forward to maybe file similar lawsuits? Yeah, she is committed to ensuring that all the citizens that she represents in the state of Florida are safe in their person and in their expression of their religious beliefs. And, and since Congress has authorized her with the ability to use the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, the FACE Act, to hold these individuals accountable for their unlawful deeds, she's committed to doing that very thing. And frankly, I think it would, it would be the case no matter what side of the ideological equation that these individuals were on. No one is, is a permitted to use violence to express political disagreement. The law, com law compels this lawsuit to make sure that those who would use that violence to, in an effort to intimidate or express disagreement in any way are held accountable. Thankfully, the United States Department of Justice is taking care of that on the criminal side. Uh, Attorney General Ashley Moody is, is just simply picking up the, the tools that Congress has given her and put in her hand to, to protect those pregnancy care centers in her state who have been uh, needlessly and wrongfully attacked. Let's take a couple minutes and talk about the FACE Act because we've heard a lot about it in the news recently and we've largely heard about it as far as its use uh, against those who are pro-life, to uh, to prosecute individuals who hold to a pro-life view. Um, how, though, is, is this act just as much in place to protect uh, the, the pro-life organizations across America? Yeah, the, the law really makes no distinction. Uh, and it's sort of an interesting little point of fact. It also includes protecting churches from uh, such attacks. So if someone were to just crash Sunday morning services or, or violate the, the sanctity of the sanctuary, uh, the FACE Act could apply to them as well. But with specific regard to pro-life uh, pregnancy care centers or even abortion clinics, uh, they are all under the, under the definition of reproductive health care facilities. And since both provide reproductive health care, our clients certainly do. They provide ultrasounds and pregnancy tests and they refer for counseling and, and all the things that a reproductive health care facility actually does. 
They are equally deserving of protection under the Freedom to Access Clinic Entrances Act, the FACE Act, uh, as, the, uh, as Planned Parenthood would be or anyone else. And frankly, if, if they engaged in uh, this type of behavior against other clinics, I would expect the law to be applied to those vandals who, who tried to intimidate uh, even abortion clinics. As much as I would disagree personally with their activities, uh, I would uh, su support and applaud those who would hold vandals accountable under the law who tried to intimidate or injure or interfere with access uh, physically to those, those centers as well. So I'm just glad that Congress has given us the tools, including to my client, to be able to hold them accountable. Uh, and it comes with civil penalties. So the, the attorney general has uh, five figures worth of civil penalties that she can impose upon uh, each different act. It has a multiplier effect to each one of those acts. So it gets up into the six figures per defendant for those those cases in this situation. Uh, we have much less to, to achieve with that. It's in the four figures amount that we're able to achieve. But look, every little bit reminds everybody else, uh, those who would seek to uh, uh, interfere with access to these clinics, that uh, their pocketbook is going to hurt if they choose to express their disagreement through means of violence. And could they also face prison time? Well, that would be in the separate prosecution brought by the United States Department of Justice. But yes, there is a criminal provision that authorizes the United States Department of Justice and the Attorney General of the United States and his uh, U.S. attorneys to seek criminal prosecution uh, under, under the FACE Act. And they have actually done that in this case, at least against the three facilities there in the state of Florida or against the vandals that attack those facilities anyway. And uh, as I understand it, there are four individuals who have been criminally indicted by a federal grand jury. Uh, and they are going to face charges uh, that could, uh, could, could yield quite a bit of jail time for them as well. Hmm. Jeremy, before we let you go, can you share a little bit about the work of First Liberty and how your action in this instance with this lawsuit ties into your mission? Yeah, our, our duty at First Liberty Institute is to defend religious liberty for all Americans, whether that means a football coach who's fired for praying after a football game, uh, taking one knee in silent prayer. Uh, we defended him all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States, or maybe it's a postal worker like we're going to defend in two weeks at the Supreme Court uh, who was fired after uh, you know declining to work on the Lord's Day. Uh, or if it means uh, protecting pregnancy care centers and other faith-based organizations who, who gather together to express their faith in tangible means of mercy and compassion towards their fellow man, uh, we're here to defend religious liberty and in the way that our, all Americans choose to express that religious liberty. And so you can learn more about us at firstliberty.org and all the great work and the cases we're working on across the country. Jeremy Dice of First Liberty. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, Virginia. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us here on the Daily Citadel podcast. If you have not had the chance before to check out our evening top news edition, make sure to do so tonight. We love bringing you those headlines and keeping you up to speed on what is happening in the news cycle and cutting out some of the some of the filler that you don't necessarily need or want. We just bring you the facts. Also, make sure to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We love seeing those ratings and reviews come in, and it's so helpful hearing your feedback. But thank you again for joining us today. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll see you right back here at 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.